Another edition of Two on Three YPC. I'm Alfredo Artiaga. Simon Clancy is here, and we have two prospects for you to today. Uh, which is the first one, Simon? All right, we're going to go with Esteban Avila. People might not know who I'm talking about. It's actually the the given name of the TCU center or guard Steve Avila, who just had a dominant week at the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at some of that senior bowl tape. Uh, pretty dominant stuff. I, I, the only thing, my only critique is I don't like that he doesn't extend his hands, but maybe he's just catching these defensive tackles that are trying to bull rush him and just stoning them with his anchor. Uh, your thoughts, I, I'm pretty sure you've watched his tape at the senior bowl. He has some pretty good reps, especially against Zach Pickens. Yeah, um, I mean, he's just a he's just a good player. You know, 6'3", he's a big guy, he's 332, and... 79-inch wingspan, and people talk about, you know, would he play for the Dolphins? I mean, this week, I, I'm sort of focused on two guys I like for the Dolphins, actually, because you think that this guy is kind of a gap power kind of guy. Mm. But actually, you see him on the move. He's a big guy at 330 pounds, but he's nimble on his feet. He reminds me of Aaron Banks, actually, who plays left guard for the 49ers, who mm-hmm. obviously Mike McDaniel would would know all about. You know, four-star recruit, committed to play football at TCU, had offers elsewhere, K-State, Utah. And he started 30-plus games at center, at left guard, at right tackle. I actually think he could be a left guard for the Dolphins. He played center last year. Um, All-American last two years, 21, 22. And to me, when you watch him play, whether that's a senior bowl or on tape at TCU, this is a hands, footwork, leverage, grip strength kind of guy. He's big and he's powerful at the point. He just soaks up, um, you know, a defender. He's stronger, I think, than most centers, but agile enough to, to pass block and to move around his space. I like him on the move. Yeah, when asked to block down on defenders or as a run blocker, he's aggressive. And look, I, I don't know about you, Alf, but I like guys who look for work, you know, who look for yes. defensive linemen to engage with. And that's what he does. He's aggressive in looking for work, whether he's got a man himself or you'll see him. You, you don't just, you never see him standing around. His head's always on a swivel. He's always looking for guys. And ultimately, uh, and I think Ben Fennell, uh, the, the excellent Ben Fennell mentioned this uh, at the Senior Bowl the other day. So many of his reps end the same way. Wide, knees bent, balance base, hands tight, eyes up, posture, great. That's exactly what you and it's time and again. And it's not just in mobile, but it's on it's on tape as well. He is thick with three C's. But like I said, I think he's just a bit more malleable in terms of scheme. I don't necessarily just think you could tailor him just to a to a gap scheme. And I think the Dolphins will be interested in him because of what he can do on the move. Look, our guard issues have been like I'm always I'm always a real advocate, a proponent of just drafting good college football players, right? Steve Villa is mm. a good college football player. You can come in and you can start him. I think day one as a left guard for the Miami Dolphins or a right guard, but um, yeah, like I said, thick but nimble. Mike Renner from from PFF 
said that he was stood next to him in Mobile last week and he was a guy who literally his head was so big it filled his helmet. There was not a spare inch anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, good player, good guy, team leader, team captain. Uh, like I said, All-American, just knows how to get the job done and is position versatile as well, certainly on the interior. Yeah, and there's a there's a theory going around and I, I tend to prescribe to it, which is uh, if you have a shorter uh, quarterback, which Miami does, uh, you know, if he's not 6'1", uh, but let's say with shoes, he is 6'1", to a tongue of Iowa. You want to keep him clean up the middle, which means you want guards with strong anchors. You kind of have that settled at the right guard spot with Robert Hunt, but it, it kind of would make sense to to try to complete that that triumvirate inside, especially with Connor Williams having such a good season with maybe a Zach Pickens. Will he be available at 51? Uh, can you project going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be borderline. Um, but what I find really interesting now is you're seeing a number of guys now in the mocks after, certainly after the senior bowl will happen at the combine. You're seeing a lot of guys now moving up. I mean, Daniel Jeremiah talked about his, you're seeing guys move up, you're seeing guys move down. Daniel, Daniel Jeremiah released his top 50 prospects the other day. And in it, you know, in the, in fact, in the top 25, Dalton Kincaid, the Utah tight end at nine, Joe Tipman, the Wisconsin center at 27. You know, guys that you're not expecting to see. Deontay Banks, really good cornerback from Maryland. I'm seeing him in a lot of first-round mocks now. Emmanuel Forbes, rail-thin corner out of Mississippi State, exactly the same in a lot of first-round mocks. But you're seeing guys a little bit like Brian Breesey, um, of Clemson or Brian Brissy, uh, Trenton Simpson, his teammate at Clemson, Keely Ringo, guys like this start who you know who were, you know, certainly with Ringo and uh, and Brissy who were top five, top ten picks through the through the autumn, now falling out of the first round into the second round. Uh, Miles Murphy tumbling a bit, maybe it's a Clemson thing, but there are certainly players that are falling. You know, new guys like Keon White at, at uh, Georgia Tech, another guy who's really seen his stock rise up. So. Avila will be in and around that pit. You know, he may go back into the first round. You just don't know. It just depends what teams are looking for. You know, steady, dependable guy, come in multiple positions. Um, you know, it's the sort of guy that Harry Roseman would draft, you know, just knowing that he's just a really good, solid player. He's just a, you know, that's what he is. Solid, unspectacular football player. He just gets the job done. All right. Combine is exactly, well, not exactly. It's a little under a month away. Uh, how will he test? Is he going to lift well? Uh, what's his uh, reputation in the? He's in the strong, room? certainly. I don't. I don't think he's going to run well. But I, I, you know, I don't care about the forty time. I care about the, uh, more about the, the the ten second time. I want to see if he's nimble, if he's flexible, which he looks like on tape. Some of the issues that happen with Avila, are, you know, interior rushers who who use speed. I mean, they present an issue to a lot of people. But you know, in Mobile, he moved really well. He set. He dropped his hips. He moved his feet. You know, when def defenders can attack the edges of his frame, sometimes he will struggle to move a little bit laterally. Um, and maybe he's had some issues in the past with picking up stunts and twists. But actually, I thought he was much better than this at, at this in 2022. You know, this is a guy to me. You, you know, you plug in next to a Connor Williams, who I thought was sensational for the Dolphins at centre, and you go Armstead left tackle, Avila left guard, uh, and Connor Williams centre. That's a really good left side of the offensive line for the Miami Dolphins. All right. And he played some center, uh, mostly center, I would say, right? Uh, his, his last year at TCU? Yeah, started all 12 games, or 13 games at center. 
Okay, but you do project him as a left guard, so that's where you see him playing. In well, the I, I think certainly for the Dolphins, he'd be a left guard. I think he certainly teams could draft him. He said, you know what happens with the senior ball? People start making like Cody Mork, the 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 left tackle at North Dakota State, was all of a sudden, you know, people are talking him up as a center now because of the snaps he gave at the senior ball and those sorts of things. So, I think it's a you know, it, it depends on what team you're talking about, really, what scheme you're talking about. But um, I think he's a little bit scheme versatile, and I think he could play left guard or center. All right, if you guys want to take a good look at him, uh, his game against Kansas State is on YouTube, so you can look that up. It's from 2021, and it's actually cut up. It's all the offensive snaps for TCU, so you can watch the entire game. game. Another game to watch is against Mazzy Smith, who's the Michigan defensive tackle who I really like. Smith is a really, really good player, and if he goes 100% all the time, he's a top 15 player in the draft. He won't go top 15, but he is a top 15 talent. There's some issues off the field, some gun charges, those sorts of things, but... Watch him against Mazzy Smith. Um, you know he gave him hell for four quarters. Certainly in the um in the in the bowl championship playoff in the play, uh, national championship playoff, he um he gave Mazzy Smith some some real issues. So worth watching that one as well. All right, we're gonna go to break and we'll come back. We will have another prospect. Alabama, and we're back. Simon, who's your second guy for today? So I'll try to focus a bit more on the Dolphins this week. And this is a guy who I, I love. Look, one of my favorite prospects in the entire draft is Brian Branch, the Alabama safety star, nickel, corner, box defender, whatever you want to call it. Christopher Smith, the second of Georgia, is pretty much a poor man's Brian Branch, although he's the, there's not really too much poor mm-hmm. man's to him. And he's a huge fit in a big Fangio defense. This is a safety slot guy. He's 5'10", 196 pounds, which is a bit of an issue. Only a bit of an issue. But just a really, again, like Avila, just a really solid college football player. I'm a huge Christopher Smith fan. And look, every time you throw on Georgia tape, this is a guy that is making plays all over. And it happened for the last two years. You know, two, people talked about Keely Ringo. Ringo's a five, top five pick. You throw on the tape, you're like, I'm watching Ringo, but this guy, 29, just keeps flashing all the time. You know, run game, pass game, all over the field, on the sideline, all those sorts of things. He is a um, he's a tremendous player and a, a real scheme fit for what Vic Fangio wants to do on the back end. Yeah, he has a I, – I, I put on the tape on him all the time, and he is such a good fit because he's uh, – as, as far as all the safeties I've seen, there's not many better fits in too deep or in cover six than, than Chris Smith because there's a game and there's a, a rep of his where he has an interception against Bo Nix, against the – the the Oregon Ducks, okay. Yeah. Uh, Georgia smoked them, okay. They're sitting in covers in cover two, cloud six, and he reads what almost everybody will do against cloud six, which is tr- try to hook at the sticks or hook underneath. He reads the inside hook and breaks on it from his cover two position on the hash and intercepts it and takes it back for a touchdown. It's one of the finest reps you will find anywhere. He, he's covering almost 12, 15 yards from snap to throw to intercept mm-hmm. that pass. Uh, yeah, he's a perfect fit as far as playing those coverages that, that Vic Fangio is going to want to play. He's absolutely a perfect fit. Uh, and that, that play really highlights something that he does uh, really well, which is he's a big prep guy, a huge film guy, spends a lot of time studying film, and you can see it shows up time and time again in his tape that he is a guy that understands offensive offenses, understands defensive football and understands what teams are doing because he's always in the right place at the right time. And that comes from, you know, he talked about it in Mobile last week as well. Talked about how much he loves watching film, how he just spends hours in the evenings doing it. And and I think that shows. Yeah, the more I watch him, he's also a pretty sure tackler, not a thumper, you would agree? 
I, I actually I would disagree in a little bit. I actually think he is a thumper. And it's one of the, I think he needs to become a better tackler. And he does actually remind me a little bit of Javon Holland at times, because Holland can be really physical as a striker, but actually doesn't always, you know, Javon comes in with a big hit or a big shoulder and doesn't always wrap up. And I think Christopher's must improve his kind of overall wrap up technique for a bit more consistency as a tackler. I think he can absolutely bring the wood, but yeah, he's a guy that's 196 pounds. So he's not, you know, this isn't Troy Polamalu coming down into the box. Do you know what I mean? But um I, I think he's physical, certainly. Um, but I just think he needs to do a better job of wrapping and taking to the ground sometimes. All right. Um, one last thing on, on Christopher Smith. As far as his testing, is he going to run well? Because, um, you know, there's some there's some talk that he won't. And it's happened before with Georgia safeties especially. Uh, yeah, I mean, he ran track in the uh, uh, in the 100 metres. He was a state um he was a state track runner in the hundred meters in high school. So I think he'll run well. And I think again, that shows up on tape. Look, this is a, you know, this is a four-star recruit, top 30 ranked corner. He was a corner in, in high school, 2017 cast to a defensive player of the year nationwide. Yeah, he is a jack of all trades, a Swiss army knife who, you know, you watch the Georgia tape. He lines up all over that Bulldogs defense, you know, free safety. He's in the box. He's in the nickel or the slot. He's instinctive. He's got a great football IQ as well. And that's not going to be something that shows up at the combine. Um, he's always communicating with his team. He's the, apparently he's the leader of, certainly the leader of the defense, along with Stetson Bennett, the leader, and Nolan Smith, the leader of that Georgia team. He was getting teammates aligned. He's straight business on the field. Uh, you know, I think he'll run pretty well. Now, I always wonder about instinctive players who always seem half a step ahead. Like Talano Hufanga is a perfect example. Hufanga is an all-pro safety at the 49ers. Didn't test amazingly well and obviously had some off-field, some fairly hefty off-field issues in terms of concussions and shoulder problems, but has developed into one of the best, you know, handful of safeties in the league. Um, but his testing numbers weren't, you know, amazing. Yet he's just a great football player. And that's the same, I think, as Christopher Smith. It's the, it's the same. Straight business, like I said. Look, he played 1,259 cover snaps. He allowed 483 yards. That's it, in 1,259 snaps. First start, you talk about the interception against Bo Nix. In his first full start, he picked off DJ, DJ Uangalele, took it 74 yards for the only touchdown of the game the year that they won their first national championship. They won 10-3. He's just a fast guy. He's got a quick trigger, comes downhill. He's instinctive. Um, He's got great fluidity, which I thought showed up in one-on-one -on -one coverage at the Senior Bowl. His footwork was great, great ball skills, easily the best safety at the at the Senior Bowl. And then, look, I've got a quote here from Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart says, look, Chris is a great kid. He comes from a great family, great high school background. He played corner. He ran track. He just did everything we ever asked here at Georgia. If anything, he's grown as a leader. He probably had some anger management moments where he's gotten upset on the field because of the way he was playing, but he's matured so much. He's now a complete leader of this team. I remember him trying to fight guys at practice because I made him run one day for other guys' academic problems, and he was ready to kill somebody because they were letting the team down. He's gotten so much more mature since being here. He's just a great leader. I'm so so. This was obviously end of last year because he he used up his COVID senior eligibility. I'm so thankful he's come back because he's a tremendous player. So I, I just think this is a guy that is a perfect fit for this defense. He's a tone setter for this Dolphin defense. And again, I I, I think you know I've seen him. I, I've seen a couple of mocks with him in the first round. I've seen him in the second round. Um, you know. It depends how much influence Vic Fangio has on draft day in terms of the sorts of, you know, whether they just let him go to work in terms of identifying targets and prospects and him saying, look, this kid Smith at Georgia, he can really help me on the back end. Yeah. And what do you think about his, uh, his coverage skill as far as a nickel? Um, 
Is he I, a guy that you can use against tight ends in the NFL? I think so. I absolutely think so. I mean, I don't think you're going to need to do it necessarily because I think Kohu's probably going to man the nickel, but he can certainly do it. Holland can do it. You know, we have a lot of really good, you know, people forget about Javon Holland. He didn't play safety. When he took his first snap as a safety in, in the NFL, it had been three seasons since he played. He played six snaps in three years at safety. He was a nickel corner. He sat out the year, the, the year before he was drafted. The year before that, he played six snaps um, at safety. So he's an, and the, the season before that, he played mainly a mix of sort of, excuse me, a mix of hybrid um, safety and uh, a nickel. So, you know, I, I think they are tight end. I, I Look, I think this word gets banded around way too much when it comes to the draft. You cannot eliminate a tight end. That That's just, you know, you can't. You, no. you can't eliminate. If you take the very best tight end in the league, whether that's Travis Kelsey, whether that was Rob Gronkowski, whether that's George Kittle, you cannot eliminate a great tight end because of the way that they can box up. It's just impossible because it's pass interference, right? People used to say, oh, we're going to draft a tight end to limit somebody that needs to shut down Rob Gronkowski. This is what Isaiah Simmons was coming out. This is what so-and-so is coming out. I don't think you can do it. But what I think you can do is make life much more difficult for them. And I think that's what Javon Holland, that's what guys like Christopher Smith, I talked about Brian Branch at the top. That's what these guys kind of do. These are modern defenders, hybrid Swiss army knives, can line up all over, can do many different things. Uh, and that's what I think you'll get from Christopher Smith. Uh, the NFL is becoming more positionless, especially on the back end and at the second level. And I think he's a perfect fit for that. All right. Lance Zerline does not have his grades out yet, and I tend to really agree with him, uh, but they're not out yet. Uh, Draft Network has him as a second-round grade. Uh, you agree with that? Which means yeah, I think it puts a, him squarely around that 51 area. Yeah, I think he's a second-round pick. If he falls to the third round to one of those picks that we have in the 80s, then you, you, know, you jump all over that. You've got to jump all over that. He's such a good player, and he's such a good fit. And as far as a comparable, do you have one? Oh, interesting question. I haven't thought about that, actually. Um... A comparable player. I'm going to have to think about that. Look, Buda Baker is a spectacular player. Yeah, Buda Baker. But, but there's a feel there, right? Like it, like that consummate too deep guy, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that he is this guy, but he falls into that category of a Buda Baker, of a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, of a Javon Holland. He is that sort of player. So if you're imagining, you've not seen Georgia, you're imagining what sort of guy he is. He's slightly undersized. You know, in this country, we would call them ratters, guys that just get our, you know, like a, a ferret, you send a ferret down a hole looking for a rat. That a ferret is a ratter, just gets in, gets the job done, kills the rat, gets out. That's what these guys are in the modern NFL. They're ratters. They just hoover up problems in the run game. They step up into the box and deliver a hit. They're out on the sidelines, knocking passes down. They're playing single high. They're lined up in nickel coverage on a on a wide receiver. They're stalking a tight end on a comeback. Whatever. That he's a ratter. He's that sort of player. But he definitely fits into that box of those sort of hybrid nickel defenders that you're seeing more and more around the league. Yeah, and if you want to watch any of his games, uh, Alabama 2021, uh, what a what a game he had in, yep. in that one. Uh, and, of course, you want to watch individual highlights. His interception against Bo, Bo Nix is as good a tape as you're going to find on any safety anywhere, at least this season. Yeah. All right, Just that's it. You'll see him over and over and over again. That's it. Do you have two guys for next week, or it's going to be another surprise? It's going to be another surprise, mate. All right, perfect. Well, that's going to do it for two on 3YPC for this week. Talk to you guys again next week. Alabama. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. 
Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.